0: Um. Should we start? Yeah. Let's. Okay. I don't know. This is this is the problem. Just follow me. I don't know who's gonna be louder. Oh, I I thought you were
1: gonna admit to not knowing what you were doing. I know everything
0: (laughs) that I'm doing. I invented you. You're welcome.
2: (laughs)
1: Uh, Hi there. Hi. Um, Hi, you guys. Welcome to episode one of Obsessed with Disappeared. Episode
0: uno. Uno. For all of our Spanish speaking listeners. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: Okay, if you're listening to this, at any point in the early days of this podcast, you probably are either a Broadway gay that knows Ellen, right, or, hey. <laughs> or you listen to another podcast called True Crime Obsessed, which I make with Jillian Pensavalli. And here's the deal. On True Crime Obsessed, we recap true crime documentaries, right? But here's the th- I am obsessed with the cases of missing people. So, I wanted to make a podcast where we got to talk about those kinds of cases. And so, I thought we would do what I do, which is recap things. So, we would tell missing persons cases by recapping the episodes that covered that case on the ID show Disappeared.
0: Why are you? You're already yelling at me. I'm excited to be doing this with you. Are you not excited? We can stop right now if you want. <laughs> Do you hear the lady voice? (laughs) I have dealt with that lady voice for 20 years. This is the other thing we need to tell the
1: people. First of all, who the hell are you?
0: Oh, literally nobody. Um, (laughs) My name is Ellen Marie Marsh.
1: So you're from the Broadway. The last count, you've been in five brand new Broadway shows.
0: Yeah. But my biggest claim to fame is I'm Patrick Hines' best friend from the time we were, well, we've known each other for about 20 years Uh and we met when we were six. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you're doing the math, you guys, it's not quite adding up. (laughs) Um, the, the one thing I want to say about this podcast, this is not a substitute for watching IDs disappeared. If you guys do not know this show, go watch it. Yeah. Everybody
0: in the true crime world is obsessed yeah, with this show. it's really, really well made. It's, it's really good. And it's succinct. I also, I don't know if you know this. Okay. Do you know this? I don't know. My biggest fear in life uh-huh. since I'm like six <laughs> is getting kidnapped.
1: Did you know that? I, I didn't know that, but I can, I can pretty much guarantee it's never going to happen because you're too fucking loud that
0: is I mean yes <laughs> it's been my defense mechanism that's why I am the way I am the
1: kidnapper would be midway dragging you out of the car and, and you'd the, be screaming so the guy he'd be like oh fuck he'd be this. like
0: fuck <laughs> this chick and just drive away
1: <laughs> alright girl let's dive in episode one uh, the disappearance of Brandy Wells where, is,
2: where, where she? is she I mean like
1: where is she where
0: is she where are they oh god this is so crazy
2: a passionate young woman about to get a second chance in life, takes a risk in going to an East Texas nightclub alone.
3: She told me she was going to the club to meet some friends. So this was her one last chance to go out and have a little fun, kick it up. I told her, I said, Brandy, please just be very careful.
2: But when her car is found abandoned on a
4: major interstate...
3: No sign of a struggle. There was no sign of Brandy.
4: Did she run out of gas and get picked up by a trucker or did she meet somebody at the club?
2: Investigators race against the clock to piece together the last known steps of Brandy Wells.
1: The episode is called The End of Innocence. Okay, just to jump right in, right? The, the disappearance happened on Thursday, August 3rd, 2006, right?
0: Which it doesn't really feel like that long ago, but that was a really long time ago. 2006 was a whole other world. Technology was different. Facebook Everything. didn't exist. Yeah. Smartphones. Smartphones weren't invented until no. 2007. We both had my, MySpace pages, flip phones. I don't even know if you were in my top eight. <laughs> the
1: look
2: on your face. <laughs>
1: Wow. So now, like, immediately it's the day before, right? It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2006. We're in a, a little town called Tyler, Texas, which is also a great porn name, I think.
0: Tyler, Texas? Yeah. Sure. So she lived in Brownsboro, Texas. Yeah. But she went to Tyler, Texas to go see her mom and stay with her mom for a little bit, see her childhood best friend.
1: It's, so, it's crazy because, like, we get the whole story of, like, Brandy walks into her, like, childhood home and her mom, like, somebody says, like, her mom was really excited excited because her younger sister had gone to bed and the mom was bored of just like watching TV.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my younger daughter was already in bed. She had not been feeling very good that day. So she went ahead and laid down and it was really nice to see Brandy walk through that door um, thinking I was going to get to spend some time with her.
1: Brandy's mom is like I was so excited I was going to get to spend time with my daughter. And Brandy's like not really mom. I'm going to
0: a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry bae. <laughs> She's
1: like so this is what we learned. Like, she had been in school two
3: years ago. Right. She got married and then quickly divorced. She ended up getting a divorce and then moved down to San Antonio.
0: I think it was, she went through a tough time, but she made it through and she had strength. And I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but she definitely had strength to keep going.
1: I was like, hold on a second. Where's that husband? Like, yeah. I We know that she goes missing, and immediately I'm like, where is this bitch? Always
0: the husband. Always the husband. Always the husband or a boyfriend or someone that works at LensCrafters. It's yeah. always, always a don.
1: It, it's Don from LensCrafters. It's always Don. Where was he that weekend?
0: <laughs> I still don't believe that like punch-in, punch-out card. Your mom was the manager. It's fine. I digress.
1: <laughs> I have this big glaring note that says, all I know right now is I've got Eagle Eyes on the husband. Eagle <laughs> So what's happening here is that Brandy was going back to college a couple miles
0: away. She got a scholarship because she was on the flag corps. Who knew flag corps was so lucrative? <laughs> but can I just tell she you? was on a flag core scholarship.
1: scholarship. I as soon as I saw this, I was like, this is the kind of girl we would hang out with. Do you know how badly I wanted to be in the flag corps? Did when you I was...
0: try out? No, I don't know why. It's are you of... lying?
1: No, no. I think that it must have conflicted with drama club, which is yeah. the only reason why I wouldn't have done but the flag corps.
0: You you didn't get a scholarship for drama club. So who's smarter? You or Brandy Wells because she got a scholarship.
1: So now we're back to like that day in August in 2006 when she's gone to visit her mom because we learned that she's starting school tomorrow or right. very soon or yeah. whatever.
2: But the announcer's like, but before she returns to school. There's one thing Brandy is intent on doing. And it's like going dancing. Yeah,
0: she wanted to go to a club. And she was like, she asked her sister. Her sister's like, nah. She asked like her friend. Her friend's like, nah.
1: The other thing is, do you, did you get the name of the bar that, that the mom thinks she's going to?
0: Um, Isn't it the Electric Cowboy? Tell
1: me that's not a gay bar. <laughs> Which drag queen was performing that night?
0: Mom, I'm just going to let your cowboy with Steve. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: This is the other thing that is so tragic because this really comes back. She's like, Mom, my car sucks and I'm basically out of gas. Can I take your car?
3: I knew the car that she was driving was not in the best of shape. And she asked me, well, can I borrow your car? And I told her, I don't have the gas either. She gave me a kiss on the cheek and walked out the door. And that was his.
1: Here's the the other thing. This this is how small town this is. Before going to the gay bar the obvious gay bar electric cowboy to see <laughs> Ben and or like RuPaul performing, she stops in at the bar at the bowling at the alley bowling to have a drink. Alley. And it just seems the thing is like it just it feels so sweet to me. Yeah. And she tells the bartender, who the narrator tells us is like bartender slash longtime family friend. Right.
3: She just came through the door and of course I immediately recognized Brandy. And uh, just smiling and sweet. And she sat down in front of me and she said, um, Jeanette,
0: mom said I could have a drink on her tab. I said, okay. Wait, please yep. tell me if you remember what kind of drink she ordered. Uh, I certainly do. She ordered a cherry vodka sour. How <laughs> gross. They were like, she orders she orders a cherry vodka sour. <laughs> I was like, Ew. <laughs> That's, like, all I can think
1: about. So, like, to nobody's surprise when she leaves, the drink is
0: still half full. I know. She's like, oh, shit, this is gross. Yeah, she's like, this is actually gross. Um, And she didn't want to, like, offend Jeanette Green, who, like, worked at the bowling alley. She's like, thanks, girl.
1: So, Jeanette Green is the bartender, and she's saying to us that, like, she's really cautioning Brandy to be safe. Because Brandy is telling her, my mom thinks I'm going to that gay club, the Golden Cowboy or whatever (laughs) it's called. Yeah,
0: the Electric Cowboy. The Electric
1: Circus or whatever. (laughs) And she's like, but I'm not. My gaze can't go out tonight. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to this bar 45 minutes away. Yeah. And Jeanette is saying to her, girl, be careful. You don't know what's out there. And in fact, I know another woman who went missing in exactly the way that you're going
2: out tonight. Yeah. Her friend, Glenda Moorhead, went missing after leaving a Tyler bar alone over two decades ago. For Jeanette, the similarities are uncanny. Right down to the bar stool Brandy's sitting on.
1: Jeanette is telling us about Glenda Moorhead. So I I had to give her a goo. Yeah, I was yeah. like, how does she not have her own episode? Let me tell you what I found out, you guys. So this is a friend of Jeanette's the bartender. I think this is from the Charlie Project website. It says that Moorhead was last seen between 10 30 and 11.30 30 on March 18th, 1988, outside of a bar called Proud Mary's, which was a club like in that town, Tyler, Texas, like where that where the bowling alley bar is. It
0: was like the secondary gay club. A- <laughs>
1: Well, it's a lesbian bar.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Proud Mary's. I
1: actually thought it was a lesbian bar. I had to look it up. It isn't. I mean,
0: it's not. In the 80s in the South, absolutely not. But Yeah.
1: And so according to this website, uh, her 1975 Chevrolet was located where she had been last seen. Her purse, identification, coat, and billfold were on the front seat of the car. The keys were in the ignition and the headlights were on. The driver's side window was rolled down about two inches and authorities found a trail of blood on one of her shoes but no indication of her whereabouts like she just went fucking missing and then it says they have a suspect in the case but the man who they they is like the prime suspect apparently like died by suicide at some point so the case just like went cold she had three kids yeah ugh so that's the story. That's yeah. basically the story that's that Jeanette is telling Brandy right. over her cherry vodka sour. Right. She's like warning her. Yeah. yeah, Brandy's like,
3: I hear you, girl, but I'm going to be just fine. When Brandy was sitting in front of me, almost she could have been sitting side by side with Glenda. And I told her the same thing. And she had the same attitude. It made me angry.
1: Brandy is like sitting in the exact same seat that Glenda had been sitting in the night she went missing. You guys, people have to stop going to visit Jeanette before they go out.
0: Yeah, Jeanette it's, is. It, yeah, it's no. not Jeanette's fault. It's. Not, <laughs> but okay, I mean, you know, sure. Stop going to visit Jeanette before you go to the bars. <laughs> that just needs to be rule number one. I'm. Hey, I'm gonna go see Jeanette. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Poor Jeanette. She means well. She was very, very prevalent in the um the docu. She had a lot to say. She had a lot to say, and she got to
1: do like a reenactment they brought like a film crew into her bowling alley bar oh yeah
0: she was in the reenactment she played herself she sure did Jeanette plays herself and in all the reenactment
1: there's this one moment where she's like talking about how she didn't like Brandy's attitude and you can see her in the reenactment making a face yeah
0: and she's <laughs> exactly you can't, you can't do faces on podcasts but it's like this <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. The same stool, you guys. Also, get rid of that stool. Okay. So now, where we are, like, she goes to this other club. We'll get back to that later. Right. It's the next morning, it's 9 15 a.m., right? And this guy, Sergeant Darren Lyer, mm-hmm. finds her car abandoned on the highway.
2: The deputy runs the license plate numbers to make sure it's not a stolen vehicle.
4: There's no police report filed, so there's no reason to know that there's anything wrong with the car and he puts a tag on it for an abandoned vehicle.
2: The 2000 black Pontiac Grand Prix sits on the side of the road, waiting to be claimed.
1: Here's, the, here's
2: my question.
1: We see, I, I'm assuming it's a reenactment of like what her car looked like. This car is off the highway in a ditch, askew. The driver's side door is open, and it's in a ditch, but like in a way where drivers can still see it. Like This patrol person is just patrolling, and he finds it. Why hasn't there been 59 911 calls? Just as a driver, yes. if you're driving down the highway and you see a car like that, aren't you calling 911? I don't
0: know. Are you? Yes! See, I don't think I am. Why don't you care about people? I, I guess because I'm a... Monster. I mean, it's one of those things where you're driving down the highway. You realize, I guess because I'm a monster. I guess because I'm a horrible person. But it's one of those things where you're like, you know, going in your past. You're like, Was that a car? <laughs> Did they pull over? Is someone dead in there? Like, I mean, it's like how, you know what I mean? It's like by the time you uh-huh. whiz by. I mean, honestly. No, I get it, but the but the driver's side door is open. I don't even know if I would see that if I was driving. I don't know. It just looks to me like someone's dead in there. That's because you're crazy. Right. Let's just call a spade a spade. Like, is you, someone dead in there? <laughs> Patrick literally circles back around, goes out of his way an hour and 20 minutes just to check if there's a dead body in the car. I go reverse. First on the highway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what is it? Two teenagers making out. Yeah.
1: Okay. So they the, the cop runs the plates. He finds out there's like no police report on this right. car. It's not it's not like a stolen car. So
0: he he's like, there's no reason
1: to think there's anything wrong. Like they think it's just like an abandoned vehicle. Right. Which yeah. I guess people just abandon their cars. I
0: mean, maybe they ran out of gas. I mean, who knows? But there's no cause for alarm. Maybe they went for a walk in the woods. I don't know. It's Texas. <laughs> Can you
1: imagine being on the highway and you're like, you know what I really need to do right
2: now?
0: <laughs> Pull over and go for a walk. I mean like I'm mean, in the woods! In the woods! <laughs> you could walk in the woods. Listen, if you want to walk in the woods, walk in the woods. Walk in the like, goddamn woods. But, you know, Darren Lyer isn't going to really make a federal case out of it, right. apparently. <laughs> we'll get back to him later.
1: So and, it's still 9.30. We're at, it's another scene right now. We're, like, same time at the mom's
2: house.
0: Right. And the mom wakes up in the morning and notices Brandy isn't there.
2: Alan figures Brandy had too much to drink and has crashed at a friend's house to avoid driving. Hours pass and still no sign of her daughter.
0: But she honestly doesn't really panic. She just thinks she's at a friend's house, which again, yeah. before cell phones, my mom wouldn't have panicked. Like, well, this
1: wasn't like before cell phones. This was well, before like, people constantly have their phones yes, on Yes, that is
0: a better way to say it. Yes. In 2006, uh-huh. I googed this, the average person sent 35 texts a month. <gasps> is that right? Yeah, it wasn't a thing. So it wasn't like we were in a constant state of communication via social media or texting. Text. Really didn't catch on till smartphones, and smartphones weren't invented till two thousand and seven. Wow, you really so- did some research.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> well,
1: really came prepared well, because, for day one.
0: Well, I just needed to know in my head because it would seem crazy to me now. Because even as a grown up, I'd be, I would text my mom and say, "Had too much to drink. I'm sleeping at my friend's house." Uh-huh. To this same day, same, But well,
1: maybe not today because my mom is like ninety. No, eight. but like if you, were- <laughs> literally, she's not. This <laughs> makes sense
3: to me. Like, yeah, no one panics. But then we hear from Brandy
1: roommate back in like the town where she really lives
3: her roommate called and asked if we had heard from brandy or we had seen brandy she was supposed to be home that afternoon i started to get a little worried so i started calling her cell phone and it would go straight to voicemail
1: the mom says that she's a little bit worried and i have in huge letters a little bit worried does not exist in my vocabulary i'm either fine or in a fucking panic
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really true. It's either the absolute no problem of no problems yeah. or it's doomsday. So,
1: wait, Jillian calls it zero to 100. Yeah. I can go like that.
0: Yeah, there's not even 60. It's not even 60. No. You are at 100. <laughs> it is either I love you, you're in my loving arms, or you're dead. But that's about
1: anything. It's like I could be totally fine at the restaurant, but then my, like, and I'm loving the ambiance and my cocktail is great, but now my food is like two minutes late and I'm f- screaming. Screaming.
0: Literally flipping tables and torching the place. <laughs>
1: People who listen to me on podcast think I'm nice disabuse him of that
0: oh <laughs> oh i'm here oh i'm here <laughs> he is a rabid dog he wants he wants canceled our friendship because i wanted to do another scene in college listen we've been preparing that scene for acting and past- i don't want to do it anymore i don't want to do it anymore friendship
1: canceled what's the problem literally
0: canceled
1: so now it's Friday, August 4th, 2006. We're still in Tyler, Texas. Now it's been two fucking days since Ellen, the mom, last spoke to Brandy. And she says, and panic sets in. Right. Everybody's and, me at this point. Yeah. And I have in my notes, she, the mom says, and panic sets in. And I wrote, it's about goddamn time. Yeah, no, I
2: know. <laughs> After a grueling 48-hour wait, Brandy's mother, Ellen, files a missing persons report with the Tyler police. It is only then that she learns where Brandy had gone that night.
3: I was telling the police officer that Brandy went to the the club and I named the club's name and that's when Georgia stepped in and said no mother, she went to the club in Longview.
2: This piece of vital information changes everything.
1: One of the reasons the mom wasn't panicking was because she was like at a, like a local gay the, the
0: local gay bar. You keep saying that people are going to be like she was at a gay bar. You guys.
1: I'm rewriting the yeah, history. Of this literally case. rewriting. No, like the mom. The mom thought she was at like the local club, and then when she finds out, like, no, 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 she was actually 45 minutes away. I understand that that feeling of like,
0: <gasps> yeah, all of a
1: sudden this is so much bigger, so
0: much bigger than it originally was. So that's August six, and I also have here, like, you guys, you can't just not tell everybody where you're going. You have to tell. But again, tagging yourself on Instagram, putting Uh something on Facebook. We always now in our brains we are so heavily connected to each other that there's no way that everyone wouldn't have known that she was driving further away. It's just a different time. So it does become so much bigger when they realize oh my gosh she wasn't even where she said she was going to be. And
1: I texted you this I was like can everybody just hire a skywriter? If you have the money skywrite where you're going.
0: Or one of those planes that carry the sign behind it. Something really (laughs) (laughs) not extra
3: (laughs) so we gotta talk about michelle i've always called myself brandy's other mother i am her godmother but i am definitely her other mother
1: So Michelle and the mom, Ellen, are also very close. So when Ellen finds out that Brandy didn't go to the electric gay cowboy or whatever, they split up. So one of them goes to the cowboy place and one of them goes to the other place. What's it called?
0: Uh, the other place is Graham Central Station.
1: Graham Central Station.
0: Michelle is the one who goes to Graham
1: Central Station. Number one, we see the parking lot. It's huge. The parking lot is huge. So it makes you feel like hundreds of thousands of people must have been there the night before. <laughs> Literally,
0: it was, like an, it was like a Jonas Brothers concert every <laughs> night at Graham central station show us, brother i don't know where i got that from it was, it was like a hanson concert it was like guys. a lady gaga concert no who was in 2006
1: the indigo girls Hands.
0: okay D- it was that, the indigo that's girls the only band you know okay oh so don't refer to it again <laughs> Patrick has been an old lesbian woman since Forever. He, he was 12.
1: I went to all the Liliths, <laughs> the Lily. So, but Michelle,
0: hero Michelle, she's like,
1: look, there's a ravine behind the club and oh. a fucking river. There is a ravine that
3: ran beside the club. So I walked over there and I just started searching the ravine.
0: Michelle's like
1: in the river. Brandy? Yeah. Brandy? (laughs) Like in the river.
0: So they say after five days of filing reports and hoping for the best...
1: They literally say thoughts and prayers, everybody. Hoping and prayers.
0: for the best. I mean, like you hope for the best when you like apply to college. You hope for the best when you enter a peach pie baking contest. Hope for the best.
1: I know. Well,
0: the other thing too
4: was the one of the cops from Longview says on its face, the report itself appeared to be a fairly generic report that we get pretty regularly daughter came over to Longview, was going to go to a nightclub, hasn't come home yet. Nothing's jumping out as there's a major problem here. A young daughter
1: goes yep. to the club by herself, never comes home. Nobody's ever heard from her again. Eh. You guys, it happens all the time.
0: It's just another day in Texas. <laughs> what What are you doing, Texas? Yeah, there was no cause for alarm. If that were my kid? Oh, no, I mean. If that were my kid? It would be called Patrick, Texas. Right? <laughs> like, literally, it would be called Patrick Hines, Texas. Why is it called Patrick Hines, Texas? Long story. Well, long story about an angry gay man. <laughs> so true
1: (laughs) can you imagine me days
0: so right about that time is where someone calls the car in finally a patrick hines drives by
4: another citizen has driven by the car on the interstate and they call in to say hey this car has been out here a couple days it's pretty strange maybe y'all want to come look at it
2: finally investigators are able to link the abandoned vehicle Brandy Wells.
4: Can we just say the
1: cop found the car on the side of the road, ran the plates, saw that like the door was open. It takes a citizen to call in the car where they're finally like, oh, I wonder if this has anything to do with that missing right. person but, that got reported. But see,
0: this is why this story is so sad, because this is example after example of errors and really just questionable police work totally and it's not malicious it's just not dotting i's and crossing t's and more of that kind of lack of attention to detail will come out in the case and that's kind of what what makes this case so sad
1: yeah yeah and so they're able to connect the car and they call the mom and the mom is immediately me she's like well that was the worst day in the case
3: to a mother having a 23 year old daughter and you finding their car that's kind of bad news because you don't know if there is a body in the trunk. You don't know if there is blood splattered all over the inside of that car. Like, of course, you're the mother of a
1: missing kid whose car has been found abandoned on the side of the road. Like, of course, that's what you're going to think.
0: Right. Yes.
1: So the cops bring the cadaver dogs out to search the area. Yeah. They do both sides of the
4: highway and the cops are saying to us like. When you have a missing person, those first 24, or 48 hours, that, that is the time where everything is still fresh. By the time we had the dogs out to track when we found the car, it had already rained. There had been countless people walking up and down the interstate, countless cars going through, taking those scents and going... Wherever with
0: them. So the dogs come up with absolutely nothing. Right. They search for hair, they search for blood, mad ups for working dogs. Right. And it was like, oh, <laughs> Dudley do right. Yeah, of course. Maybe if you would have done something with that car the first time you... Can we make a law where you, if you find an abandoned car
1: on the side of the road, you should just search it? Just search it. Just search it. Why see not? If, see if
0: you find anything. Nothing bad will ever come of it. And Pop someone's... that trunk, see if there's a body in there, girl. There's probably a body in it. Right. <laughs> so this is where the, you know, Longview police realized they were totally in over their heads and they turn to the FBI and we meet Jeffrey Millslage. Sure.
1: He looks like he's been sitting in front of that flag waiting to talk for 15 days. He's
0: like, this is my moment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> oh,
1: you guys, she's on Broadway. We're oh, going to get, that's, oh, that's how it's going to go. Sorry. It's not going to just all be like Indigo Girls and Paula Cole anymore, you guys. <laughs> So the thing about this FBI guy, he looked like a douche, but he also is the one that has the most information.
4: We had found the car and thought it might have been a a carjacking, that she may have been abducted uh, out of her vehicle and the vehicle abandoned shortly thereafter.
1: He's telling us exactly what I said five minutes ago. (laughs) Which is that the way the car is angled off the side of the road, the driver's side door is open, the driver's seat is pushed all the way back. This looks suspicious as shit.
4: The
2: position of the driver's seat in Brandy's car is what really sounds the alarm.
4: Brandy was right around five feet tall, not a very tall girl, and the seat was pushed all the way back.
0: Which means that only someone who was maybe six feet or above would be driving driving the car. Do you guys want to dust for fingerprints or something? (laughs) You want to dust for fucking fingerprints, baby? They don't, there's there's a lot, a lot of things they mess.
2: Items Brandy left behind also fuel cause for concern.
4: Brandy's purse was in the vehicle, um, along with a cell phone that we believe to be her cell phone. There's not many women in their young 20s that are going to run off without their purse and their cell phone.
1: The cop says, it's um, a cell phone that we
0: believe to be her phone. And I went, could you get somebody down there to clear that up for your girl? Honestly, like one little open. They didn't have password protectors no. back then. So you could just open, see, call, call everyone in the address book. <laughs> Bring up those singular charges. Like, remember singular? Of course I used singular to have wireless. Ring up those singular wireless charges and figure out whose GD phone it is. It's
1: like, we're all these years later where we're making a documentary about this and you're still not sure if it's her phone or not could you
0: just ask (laughs) just ask just ask just the last number called the last (laughs) number called um (laughs) they also turn up in the trunk a gas can
2: nobody close to brandy remembers her ever owning a gas can
0: thought that very unusual
3: because brandy was not the most prepared person in the world so remember i was saying
1: earlier the whole thing with the gas made me really sad right because what they're
3: saying now is that they knew her car
1: was really low on gas and it seems like nobody knew where this gas can came from so like did she pull off the highway because she was running out of gas also i was like could you just check the gas gauge? yeah (laughs) could you just take
0: a look (laughs) honestly you should give up podcasting and and be a cop and be a cop I would be a great cop you'd be the worst cop can you imagine how did you even say that with a straight face no it was was a joke like something like somebody would actually be dead or murdered or hurt and you'd be like I'm out I'm out Steve yeah, you would Steve? be the worst but you do have really good ideas anyway. I'd be a terrible cop really good ideas dusting for fingerprints no <laughs> that's the bar no I know fingerprints calling the last person on this Sorry. cell phone that's what I'm saying there were so many errors made it's like what?
1: I know I know no I know I know
0: and and so the, like, the
1: idea that this young girl pulled off the side of the road because she didn't have gas and maybe walked to a gas station sure. and you know the thing is like if, if the mom didn't recognize that gas can right. so if she did walk to a gas station which was apparently mild away yeah she got back the idea that she went out without enough gas and still decided to drive the 45 minutes yeah to go to this club it just breaks my fucking heart yeah.
0: yeah the gas can was a weird thing and they don't really I mean I guess there's not much more evidence that can be derived from a gas can other than her mom was most certain that she didn't have that before sure
1: does that bitch for fingerprints though
0: please yeah. sure please. please please does anyone have a dusting kit
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make a mobile fingerprint dust for just when the cops forget
0: that actually could be like a little gift that you give to people like just like when in doubt like just for for parents to use on teenagers yeah like did you touch this really and you just pull it out and you dust it off dust that shit off and you're like mom calm down
1: so we're back to the napkin in the car with the phone number remember that yep so the cops are like this is kind of our only lead so they call the guy and they say the guy was like super nice and willing to talk accommodating
4: he had met her at the club uh talking a typical nightclub encounter if you will uh the thing he mentioned specifically was that she was if not directly asking for money that she was making it clear that she needed money for gas and uh they spoke briefly and then they parted went their separate ways.
1: She basically asked him for gas money. Yep. I can't ima- I have a daughter. I know. The idea that she would be out there in the world, call
0: me. Yeah.
1: Why didn't she call her? I'm sorry. I'm so- I'm getting really upset. No,
0: I know. It's it's she, I mean, you have to think 45 minutes away. So if you think that a car gets like, let's say 20 miles to the gallon, yeah. 45
1: minutes. Let's do, but let's do better than that world, by the way. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'd like the I'd like the ocean not to swallow Florida just yet. Yeah,
0: just just yet. Yeah. Whatever it is, she's like, she needs like at least. $10 worth of gas to get home oh, I don't god, know oh god I know so yeah but he also, does also
1: douchebag did you give her the money tell me you gave her the money
0: he doesn't say that he did he just said that they amicably went their separate ways can you he like said how it was did that just...
1: conversation go like
0: hey girl can I buy you a drink no but can I cash that in for the cash equivalent <laughs> of a cherry vodka sour actually no yeah no anyway have a nice night see you later ma'am <laughs> like ha- yeah <laughs> he just tips his
2: hat this leaves investigators wondering Might Brandy have asked others for help that night? Police turned their focus to the nightclub. Graham Central Station.
1: So luckily, this this bar has a security system where everybody has to swipe their license, which
0: I've actually never heard of, but is quite brilliant.
1: Because we're a billion years old. Back yeah. in the day, you could literally like staple a photocopy yeah. picture <laughs> to like a an index card, and that would work as a license at yeah. most bars in New York. I was
0: like, no, my name is Mei Lin Fong. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you racist? And I'm forty seven years old. Thank What's you. Wrong with you. Give me my ID back, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
2: Security at the club confirms Brandy swiped her license at 10.44 p.m. on Tuesday, August 2nd. Investigators are now looking for visual evidence in the surveillance footage to see if Brandy arrived or left the club with anyone that night. We
1: see her checking in. We see her at the bar and we see her outside the club. Right. And I'm telling you, you guys, she's wearing three different outfits.
2: Three? I
0: literally was screaming. I, I was like, "This not the same shirt. That's not even. Close to the same shirt. <laughs> and and uh, like everyone's like, yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's still yeah. her. Yeah, that's still You guys! No, that wasn't. <laughs> like, she's clearly wearing a different outfit. And everyone's like, yeah, that's her. That's totally her. I feel like it's me with my beard and my five-year-old at the bar. And they're yeah. like, that's her. Look like, at her. <laughs> no, I was not buying what they were selling for one minute. No! That was not her. Okay, so put a pin in Brandy's video surveillance. And
1: like the three complete costume changes. Yes, yeah. so... <laughs>
0: We go back to the cell phone. So the mom, Ellen, is going to bring DNA to the station. And they're like, hey, while we have you here, here is, um, this is what we got out of her car. We got her purse and her cell phone. Right. And her mom was like, just point blank, like, that's not her cell phone.
3: Right. <laughs> and I told them that that was not Brandy's cell phone. That did not look like the cell phone that I remember Brandy having.
0: Wasn't the mom calm? I mean, I know this is this The was... mom seems
3: very calm. Like, by the
1: way, you guys, this is how you get things done in the world. Right. You she's stay calm. She's
0: fact-oriented. She was not emotional. I mean, yeah. you know she was emotional, but she's telling the story now three years later. Totally. Um, obviously. So they identified that it was her ex-boyfriend who was serving in Iraq.
2: For 10 days, police have been tracking the wrong cell phone calls.
0: This is like a
1: vital piece of evidence that they've been hanging their case on. So
0: this is 10... days later, yeah, and they say, and we were tracking the wrong cell phone calls. <laughs> you were what? You were tracking? Like, how easy would it have See, been? See, you went two hundred. Th- no, I know, But like, you- how easy would it have been? If I, fi- I have found people's phones, like I found a woman's phone on the bus not too long ago, yeah. I just called the last person she called. Yeah. It is so easy. I know. To- so for 10 days, uh, and then they just, uh, plain as day, well, we were tracking in the wrong person's call. Yeah! (laughs) Ten days. Also,
1: you guys, this is just the first mistake. Yeah. So they subpoena the phone records, and then the mom is like, well, are we going to wait for the the FBI to subpoena this, or are we just going to be the women and get the fucking job
2: done? While police and the FBI are waiting for the subpoenaed records, Ellen and Michelle are busy doing their own police work. They contact Brandy's friend, who shared a cell phone contract with her and asked to send them a copy of the records.
0: The mom gets the cell phone bill in like five seconds. Yeah, because women, we get the, the job, job done. done. So the mom and and
1: Michelle, Godmother Michelle, they get the phone records and the mom is looking at it. It takes her five seconds to be like, uh, like about nine days after Brandy went missing, all of a sudden there's like super suspicious activity on her phone.
0: Like loads of calls, call after call after call, all about one or two minutes.
1: Yeah, and the mom in the, mo- in the parentiest moment of the episode is like, to me, it
3: had the time of a drug user or dealer.
0: She's no fool. Ellen's no fool. You knew she had a fingerprint dusting kit at home. Totally. Nobody asked her, though.
4: Nobody right. asked her. She's
0: like, y'all want my dusting kit? She has her daughter's DNA on file. She yeah. just brings to the cops. I know, right? <laughs> I also was like, what DNA did she bring? I
1: know, probably just a hairbrush.
0: Oh, good. I, I, went to a, I went to a way creepier place. So thank you for saying that before I said something. <laughs>
1: So they point out that none of these calls happened before she went missing. They right. are As if to say, like, my daughter's not dealing drugs. Everyone calm down. Right. And she's like, you know, the, it was nine days after my daughter went missing that these calls started to happen. Right. So the FBI guy, he's he tells us that, like, obviously this is a great lead. It leads them to two people who they brought in for questioning, which led them to a person of interest. But the mom, in the most annoyed way, is like, here's what I understand this guy's fucking story is.
3: From what I understand, his story is that he was walking down the road a week after Brandy disappeared and he heard a beeping and looked over and lo and behold there's a cell phone there.
0: Which for many reasons like doesn't really check out because I don't know about you but like my cell phone battery lasts like 26 minutes. Yeah.
1: Take the Wayback machine and go back to 2006
0: when you used to have to carry an extra battery on you. Yeah exactly. And like change them out. So I mean there's (laughs) so many holes in that story. And they say that his story kept slightly changing every time that he spoke to them.
1: Yeah like this guy is super fucking shady. I hadn't even thought about that. It's nine days after she's gone missing and the phone is still ringing. Yeah
0: I have to like pony up to a Starbucks every like six blocks in order to charge my phone. So The situation
1: with you and your phone is a lot.
0: Okay, what, 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 what? Well, you do a lot of Insta stories. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk about this off mic. Um,
4: But the FBI guy says to us like... He was offered a FBI-administered polygraph examination, which he declined, and he remains a person of interest today. I do believe he knows more about the circumstances about which he found the phone than what he's willing to tell us, but I... Other than he was at one point in possession of the phone, I have no way and no reason to say he could have had anything to do with with Brandy's disappearance. So
1: we're back to the club and the surveillance video. What we find out is that Brandy's aunt had, like at this point, like six weeks into her being missing, had not seen the surveillance video. Right. So they get surveillance video and they show it to the aunt and the aunt's husband.
2: Within minutes, her husband spots Brandy. And it's not the same woman police originally thought was her.
1: And it's legitimately her, you guys. We know because we know what she was wearing. We know that she, like, this other girl was in three different outfits. And, like, when you zoom in, I've never met Brandy, but just seeing pictures from her, I'm like, yeah, that's totally her. Right.
0: And more importantly, when they looked at the girl speaking to the two men, yeah. they were like, that's not her. Exactly. So what,
1: what happens is when they identify that it's Brandy, they they see that, like, wait, the timestamp says 1035, but we know she swiped her license at 1044. The fucking security camera camera had a 10 minute lag. Right. But this girl is legitimately Brandy. Right. It's definitely her.
3: Brandy walks into the club 10 minutes before this girl by herself. My first thought was that's Brandy. There she is and there are the clothes that
0: I insisted to the police that she had on that night. So we basically find out that essentially they wasted six weeks paying attention to a woman that was not Brandy. Yeah,
1: and like the cell phone was the wrong thing and F- these guys aren't the right people and they left the car on the side of the road. It's like everything that could have gone wrong fucking went wrong. Right. And so one of the FBI guy tells us like, so what we can say is that she came alone and she left alone and then it's like, but right. Godmother
3: Michelle says to us, as she was leaving, all you can see is her feet. She headed off towards the right, I believe. And then you see her turn and go towards the left.
1: If you watch her leaving the club, this is haunting. Yes, I know. I just got
0: chills. <laughs> I know. Look, I just got chills. I know. Okay. It's,
1: this is why, you guys, this is why I'm saying you have to watch the episode. You can't just listen to the podcast. Yeah. Go watch the episode. When you see her leaving, she goes right, but then but you can see a shadow of her and her feet. She's yeah. off Ugh. camera, but you can see a shadow of her. Turn like pivoting and going the other direction as
0: if someone were to say, Hey, Brandy, right? Or like turn because she was clearly walking straight, yeah. And then she goes out of the camera frame, but you see her shadow, yeah, go to the left. And when they, Michelle said
1: that, I was like, this, You can't really see that. And then I you watch the it thing. and you're like, Oh my god, you I, get did totally I did the same and thing. I did the
0: same thing. And the thing
1: that's also so fucking crazy is that there's a girl looking at her phone and like smoking a cigarette that Brandy almost crashes into that, yeah. like. That girl was right there. That girl knows what happened. And like she'll never remember. It's way, at this point, it's like weeks or months later or whatever. If you were actually able to find that girl, she wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. But like that girl watched it happen.
0: Yep. Uh, Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. So then we realize there's no cameras in the parking lot. Right. There's no eyewitnesses that saw her go into the parking lot, which makes that weird left turn so important. Or maybe there
1: were, but we'll never be able to find them now because we were focusing on the wrong fucking people for two weeks or nine months or whatever. Right.
0: The only thing we know is that she left the club. Yeah. And she left alone. Alone. We think. We think. But then, like weeks or days later, however long it is... October 29th, so that's about five weeks later. The police find not a burned body, but a burning body. A currently burning
4: body.
2: The body of an unidentified young woman is found only seven miles from where Brandy's car was abandoned.
4: Once they sent it to autopsy and they were able to start narrowing down the characteristics of the body, it comes back that it's a white female. And it was close enough that we thought there was a distinct possibility that that could have been Brandy.
1: But then the mom supplies the dental records and the dental records come back and it's not Brandy. Mm.
0: Which is like, who the fuck is this burning person? Well, okay. Oh, oh. Here's my Goog. Oh! So, 13 years later. <gasps> so that girl that they once thought was Brandy was actually a murder victim. And
1: they found out, they they identified her 13 years later? Yes.
0: A man by the name of Joseph Wayne Barnett is in the Gregg County Jail for confessing to the murder of Felicia Pearson in 2018 and also confessed to killing another woman and lighting her on fire. So 13 years later, the unidentified woman was claimed to be murdered by Joseph Wayne Barnett. Ah. Uh. Side goo! <laughs>
1: And so it just ends with like, we don't have any answers. We legitimately don't know where she is. And it's like, when you think about all of the clues that could have led us somewhere, if that cop who found the abandoned car had just actually considered it like, maybe it's not an abandoned car and done it like an official search and dusted for fingerprints. If the people could have just figured out that there was a 10 minute lag in the surveillance video. If they
0: would have called someone on the phone just to verify that it was her phone and not assume that it was her phone. Her
1: cell phone and that, that whole piece too. So many things. Went wrong so early in the case that it, it seems sloppy. like we're never sloppy. gonna find out.
0: Yeah. So they have a Facebook page that oh, I yeah? went to and it's still active uh-huh. and they still are looking for her.
1: And so you guys, uh, one of the reasons we're doing this is to bring awareness to these old cases the way Disappeared did. If anyone has information on Brandy Wells, you're asked to call the Longview Police Department. It's 903 237 1199 Go to the website, we'll have pictures of Brandy, we'll have uh, the link to that phone number and we'll have a link to this episode.
0: Oh, we made it through our first episode. We what made you, it through our first episode. What do you think? Did you have fun? I Honestly, I need like two naps and a bottle of wine. I know. Welcome to our sweltering hot 89 degree
1: studio. It is
0: 172 degrees in here. You're wearing a sweater. And I'm wearing a sweater. Well, make that mistake First again. mistake. I should work <laughs> for the Longview Police Department because I make a lot of mistakes. Uh, you guys,
1: we're super excited to tell you we are going live on our Instagram page this Friday and every single Friday. It's The Disappeared Pod, 6pm. We call it Friday Night Live. We're doing it just to hang out with you and to talk about the case and take your questions and just sort of like, you know, hang. So 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday night. Girl, let's give them the social media handles. Where can they find you? At
0: Ellen Marsh on all the things. Oh,
1: and I'm at Patrick Hines underscore on the Instagram at Patrick Hines on the Twitter.
0: I'm so happy to be here and telling these really horrible stories. I know.
1: I'm so glad we're doing this. I love you. Love you. All right. See you next week.
0: Bye. Bye. Wait, that's too low? you got to make sure you're talking into it. I wasn't. I was li- quite literally <laughs> talking to myself. If you think a thought, I want to transfer You literally just to, uh, said, when is our first fight? <laughs> we haven't even gotten 10 seconds in.
1: <laughs> On True Crime Obsessed, we recap true crime documentaries, right? Like, that's, that's what that podcast is? That's
0: what you've been telling me for a couple years. I've had yet to tune in. But oh. I promise in 2020, I'm mm-hmm. going to tune in.
1: Yeah, make it your New Year's resolution. <laughs>
0: you did not just say resolution <laughs> there are people that kidnap children which is like
1: why i have one and i don't even know that i made the right choice yeah and i did that on purpose
0: i know i you can't sell kids on ebay because i looked into it
1: <laughs> do you remember the time in college we went around and asked all of our friends who was more dramatic nope well, i remember this like it was yesterday well what was what, this outcome i feel like it was a pretty even split really i
0: did <laughs> I genuinely don't remember.
1: I'm obsessed with your mother. Whatever she says goes. I mean, she's scary. So, <laughs> she's a four feet tall.
0: <laughs> and she's a black belt in karate and taekwondo. <laughs> that is true.